0: This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. I've been producing this program in one form or another, started in radio back in 1994, and became a podcast officially in 2005. And here, I'll showcase older episodes that are available in this segment called Database. The first episode has the legendary Forrest J. Ackerman, foree to his fans and he spoke to me about the Los Angeles Science Fantasy Society, and also and how his magazine, Famous Monsters, was born.
1: First meeting of the Los Angeles Science Fantasy Society in, in 1935, and uh, recently we had the, the 60th anniversary. Uh, A.E. Van Vogt was there, and I gave a little reminiscing talk about it, and in the earliest days great gods came down from mount olympus uh, science fiction authors like david h keller and arthur j burks and edmund hamilton and uh, we young fans were thrilled by them then a young fellow named wayne woodard came to the club and our eyeballs popped out when we saw his fabulous artwork because he eventually became Hannes buck ray bradbury was so impressed by box work that uh, he took it with him to New York in 1939 for the first world science fiction convention. I lent Bradbury 50 bucks to spend three and a half days and nights on a Greyhound bus to get there, and uh, there were about 185 of us at the first world convention. Now there may be 8, 9, 10,000. Out of the 185, we had a banquet so expensive that only 29 could afford it. I couldn't even afford to lend Ray Bradbury the money, it was one dollar a plate.
0: Did he ever pay back that $50? Uh,
1: yes, he did, and uh, he must be thinking in terms of inflation because he never fails uh, in any lecture he gives. It's gone up. First to, I let him 60 then $75, and I think it's up to $90 in his memory.
0: <laughs> what was it like in the early days when you started Famous Monsters of Film Land, which I consider one of the, the fathers of all the genre magazines?
1: Well, in, uh, in 1957, there were 55 of us chartered a plane fans in uh, New York and flew over to London for the World Science Fiction Convention. And afterwards, we all had a couple of free weeks on the continent. I went to uh, France. And in Paris, I noticed a movie magazine. that ordinarily was about all sorts of films, but this was totally on uh, fantasy. So I just picked it up for my collection. Well, I got back to New York, and uh, as a literary agent, which I still am representing about 200 authors of science fiction, I met up with a publisher who had been putting out kind of a poor man's playboy called After Hours, and the fourth issue was a sort of a science fiction-oriented issue. I had a little futuristic story in it, and... uh, I think a feature called I Was a Spy for the FBI, the Fantasy Bureau of Investigation, and uh, I Was a Sci-Fi Addict, and so on. And the uh, publisher took one look at this uh, French fantasy film magazine, and in his mind eye he could see it all turning into English. And he thought, well, he'd have a already made one shot here. He didn't much care if if the magazine was about Brigitte Bardot or Marilyn Monroe or the Beatles as long as he could sell copies. He didn't expect subscriptions or that it would survive. Well, he was frustrated to find that uh, no single individual owned all of the photos in the magazine that he would have to deal with half a dozen Frenchmen. And also when he began translating it seemed was kind of dull and dry and he was going to give up on the notion and I said, well, don't look now, but I've been seeing these sort of films from 1922 to the present, and I have 35,000 stills at that point. It's grown to about 125,000 now. So uh, he didn't know if I was for real. He came out to, to Hollywood to check me out, and when he saw it was all true, set me down at a, a dining room table with a typewriter, and uh, for 20 hours a day I was there with that hot typewriter uh, it was smoking so much I was afraid it was gonna die of cancer and uh, the publisher had an imaginary sign in the air said I'm eleven and a half years old and I am your reader Mr Ackerman make me laugh well I had no intention of making anybody laugh I thought this is once in a lifetime I intended to put out something called Wonderama which would be kind of an encyclopedia with one full page on Frankenstein and Dracula and King Kong. and But uh, so I, I wrote it to a formula of making 11-and-a-half-year-old kids laugh. Subscribe
0: at Apple Podcasts or listen on the Podbeam app. This is Tony Tolado.